Welcome to the Pirate's Eye Podcast, produced by the Seton Hall Alumni Engagement and Philanthropy Department. I'm your host, Bianca Velez, fellow pirate of the class of 2010, and each month I'll be sitting down with an alumnus to chat about their career, their life journey, and the role that Seton Hall played in getting them where they are today, or continues to play. Pandemic years aside, the Seton Hall Many Are One Alumni Awards Gala is the premier alumni event of every year, where hundreds of Seton Hall alumni gather together to support the Alumni Endowed Scholarship Fund, their shared bond as Setonians, and the accomplishments of the evening's honorees. If you've been, you know what a great time it is. It's a special night of pirate pride that started just over 35 years ago. And this episode's guest is the woman who got it started, Kathleen Davey of the class of 1983. Take a listen as Kathleen shares with us why and how Many Are One got started at Seton Hall. Kathleen, welcome to the Pirates Eye podcast. So excited to have you on today. Awesome to be with you. Now, I really want us to take a look at your Seton Hall journey, in particular because it brings us to something that many of us know. Many people have attended, and if they haven't attended, they've seen it on on social media, on our virtual spaces, which is the Many Are One alumni gala and you had a big role in starting the alumni gala is that right yes it is it was an honor great time when we were trying to bring everyone together but for me it really is very reminiscent of what seton hall is all about in that you know as students we had such a strong community we would all be involved in so many of the different activities so I was at Seton Hall and graduated in 1983, and then I had the good fortune to very shortly thereafter return back and start working in the alumni relations office. And one of the things that we realized, I think it was about 1984, 85, we were doing so many events and we were always comparing, trying to get one event to be as strong as the other. And we were talking about things and we realized it would be really terrific if we did one dinner that gathered all of the schools together. So we did a big separate, you know, Stillman School of Business dinner. The nursing alumni had a brunch. The College of Arts and Sciences had a dinner. And we realized instead of all of these separate events, it would be great to come together. And literally the many are one, that's exactly where the name came from because we felt there were so many great, people at Seton Hall that it was would be so important just to come together. So we decided to have one overall Distinguished Alumnus Award, and then there was recognition given for 
distinguished service and involvement and engagement and support. We had one alumnus from each of the schools and then one young alumni award. Because of course, we were trying to grow young alumni um, activities and relations as well. So it was just a really exciting time. We did the first dinner in 1985. Ann Elkis, one of our great nursing alumna, was the chair. John Kelly, again, tremendous um, region and an advocate for Seton Hall, was the um, president of the Alumni Association. And our first honoree was a great attorney, Adrian M. Foley, who was so involved in Seton Hall and such an incredible ambassador for the university. Um, it came together beautifully. And then, you know, we just followed the next year we honored Rosemary Judge, who was what a terrific woman who was the secretary for a major corporation and just such a great role model for the women at the university. It continued with so many wonderful honorees year after year. So it's, it's great to know that it is a tradition. It's a legacy that represents the very best of Seton Hall. Now, I'm sure that you imagined that this would be an annual event for as long as it could be an annual event. But did you imagine when you were organizing the first Many Are One that it would live on for as many decades as it has? It's over 35 years now and grown to be as big as it has grown to be in some years, 400 plus attendees. Did you imagine that? Was that always the goal? I can't honestly say that I imagined it would create this legacy. And, you know, certainly goal, you know, I guess we talk about short-term goals. We wanted to get it started. And I'm not sure that we envisioned what the long-term goal would be or what the objectives would be for such an extraordinary event. But I am so thrilled and I think it's awesome that it was expanded to really include creating the Legacy Scholarship Fund. So we certainly didn't dream that early on. It was just a fundraising dinner for unrestricted revenue. But the fact that now so many alumni can come together to give to a Legacy Scholarship, I, I think that's just terrific. And, and that wasn't something we envisioned in the beginning, but extraordinary to have that such a compelling reason to give, to make a donation or to attend the dinner. So I love how that has become such a strong point. And I think it's also neat that over the years, some of the awards that, you know, the, the name of the award and the criteria for the award recipient has changed to reflect what's important and, and current at Seton Hall. I don't, I don't think we, for instance, had a seminary and uh, seminary alumnus always included in those early days. So I just love the way it has expanded and just creates new traditions for the university. Absolutely. And and what I love, too, is that we have this foundation that you've built, right, that you built when you created you and the yes. team that was working at the time that created the first Many Are One. And that foundation has led to just the growth and and the development of Many Are One in so in so many ways. And what I love is that you yourself are an alumna. So 
you're, I'm not speaking to simply a former employee of the alumni relations office that brought this idea to fruition. Yes. I'm speaking to someone who lived the Seton Hall experience, who also went on to work in alumni relations to connect with other folks who lived the Seton Hall experience, to continue creating Seton Hall experiences. And, and now we're, you know, like I said, 35 years plus later, um, looking at this in a retrospective. So tell me, tell me about that student experience. Let's, let's follow the whole thread of how you even end up working in alumni relations. Sure. I think that that's the beauty of the size of Seton Hall University, that it's large enough to be exposed to so much. And yet there's a community that allows you to be active and engaged. And I'm sure one of the honors I had was serving as editor of the Setonian. And through that experience, I, you know, was able to attend so many university events and be present at press conferences and work with administrators and know what was going on and, you know, follow all the Board of Regents meetings. And so you just really, as a student, had a great feel for the university, you know, things like serving as a student ambassador and, you know, being involved in campus ministry. It's all of those things that speak to who the university, you know, who the university is and what our students are like. And, you know, the great fun we had attending basketball games and, you know, whether it was a Thursday night in the pub or a theater in the round production, there was just always things to do. And we were such a great, you know, we had such a great on-campus experience as well as an academic experience. And our professors knew us and, you know, they encouraged us to, to get internships and be active and know what was going on. So then it became easy you know, when there was an opening shortly after I graduated to come back and they asked me to apply for the alumni relations position, I was so honored. And, you know, there was no decision to be made. Of course, it was home. Of course, you <laughs> wanted to go back there. Right. And then I just really had, um, you know, I, I had bosses that believed in a new idea. And, you know, you could say, I want to do something and, and they would say, bring it to fruition. And that's what we did. So they empowered us to to really be creative. Uh, another great example, I think, of it's changed slightly, but University Day really started back in the around 86, 87 at the same time frame. And that was the same thing. We We felt like even if we didn't have a big homecoming kind of football weekend, we could celebrate all that we did have. And we were, we used it around the basketball team. And, you know, we used the university green to bring all those activities. And the very first year we did university day was when there had been new construction on campus with the Farinella gate. So we were trying to be clever about, well, what could we do to incorporate the Farinella Gate? So that's how we created the 5K run. And that's another great program that is still one of the premier programs that the university hosts every year. I think it's now like um, called... um, Seton Hall Weekend. Yes, Seton Hall Weekend. Originally it was University Day, you know, and it was all day Saturday. And we were trying to invite all the young alumni to come back with their families. And it was a parents weekend. So that, you know, today when I look and see all that's taken place 
at Seton Hall weekend and you see again the engagement of the faculty and the workshops and and the mass on Saturday night was always so beautiful and packed. So, you know, those are the things, it's, it's those places on campus and people on campus that we remember that brings people back home to the hall. Right. I love that you mentioned the 5K and you're absolutely right. It's such a a staple part of Seton Hall weekend. And of course, I've never run it, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I do always enjoy the photos afterwards of seeing everybody that does run it. Now, when we talk about these events, I mean, we talk about them as events. They are events, right? But in in your perspective, what is the, the significance of these events? What is the importance of these events, both to the alumni and to the institution? Well, I certainly think to the alumni, it's a matter of being able to continue to celebrate those friendships. I think that so many of the, certainly the alumni I know from Seton Hall, they are very, very much in touch with their fellow classmates. There's the friendships are just extraordinary. I mean, there are um, 11 of us that get 11 of my you know, girlfriends from the class of 83. We get together every single summer for a long mm-hmm. weekend at the beach. And, you know, we just you just laugh and you tell so many Seton Hall stories. And I think you see so much gathering around basketball games where people just want to celebrate Seton Hall and certainly recognize how much Seton Hall has meant to our success. I think that people, whether they're, you know, employed in the same major they studied at or whether they're in a completely different field, I think the ethics, the value, the work ethics, some of those important things that transcend every discipline. That's what we all found at Seton Hall and and they made us such a strong, committed individual. And I'm not surprised that these fundraising events would be a great success because I do think people understand the value of giving back to Seton Hall and they want those same experiences for the incoming students and future generations of students. I love that you mentioned gathering with your friends every summer. I have a quick story. Oh, of course. (laughs) So recently, I gathered with some of my Seton Hall friends, and we went to one of these paint and sip events. And we're painting this kind of fall foliage scenery, and there's a space for, for you to write whatever you wanted to write. And since we all are from Seton Hall, we were like, okay, we're gonna write SHU crew. And we all wrote SHU crew on the bottom of our little painting. And then we sat outside of the area um, of the venue and we put all our paintings on display and we just sat outside talking because we weren't done storytelling. (laughs) And we sat outside of the venue talking and talking. And a woman walks by and she asks us if the paintings are for sale. And as as much as I'd like to think it's because I'm an artist, (laughs) it was because the paintings had SHU crew on them. And it turns out that the woman who was walking by, her daughter had just started her freshman year at Seton Hall. And so when she saw the paintings, she like had a, you know, light bulb in her head and was like, oh my God, these are Seton Hall paintings. I'm going to buy one for my daughter. And then we stood there talking with the lady for another five minutes. And I just 
I walked away from that and I was laughing because I was like, how funny that we would put the paintings on display and somebody would want to buy them. But really because of that connection of Seton Hall and how it's, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it never ceases to surprise me how anytime you have something that's like Seton Hall on display, you will get stopped by someone else that is somehow connected to Seton Hall and you'll make that connection. Whether, you know, you're wearing your Seton Hall sweatshirt someplace and people ask you what year you graduated or I, I agree totally. It's, exactly. it's funny. And it's interesting, as you mentioned, the paint, the painting, so many of us were on campus when Professor Ed Havis was there and such an incredible painter. So I, I can say so many of us have and have his paintings in our home that are beautiful, different scenes of snow scenes or the chapel or whatnot. So there's a lot of us who have the Seton Hall, the, I want to say real Seton Hall of paintings. <laughs> yeah. paintings. Oh my God, that's great. So now in terms of, you know, having worked at Seton Hall, having lived the student experience and then having worked there, what are some what are some of the takeaways for you? I'm sure that there there were some challenging moments as an employee thinking about my own experience in the alumni engagement office. I remember having worked with the team on putting together many our ones and yes. how beautiful it is when it comes to fruition and the night of and you're just like in pure celebration at the end of the night because you're like, "Wow, I can't believe we did it." But also yes. the the struggle and the the challenges that you face in getting there. So I'm kind of wondering, was it like that when you put the first one together as well? Was it challenging to get to the finish line? Was it smooth the whole way through? What were some of those those growing pains like for you? I think it was an exciting time frame for Seton Hall in the late 80s. You know, we had great leadership. We had a lot of projects, construction projects going on on campus. And, you know, then we went to the final four with the basketball team. And there just was great enthusiasm among alumni. And I think in the earliest years, it was new and exciting. And, you know, if somebody didn't go the first year, then they saw photos or they heard how great it was. Right. And then more people came the next year. So right, it photo. really became, it really built one year, you know, upon the next. But again, I think there were terrific honorees and they really understood that they were accepting an award but that they were helping us raise, you know, needed unrestricted dollars. And I think that was also a time when we were changing to be more residential. We were bringing in a more diverse student body and we were really looking to do exciting things. So I think people saw where their money was going to. So they were inclined to support it. We also had great corporate support. You know, I think, as you know, as a fundraiser and and development, it was a lot easier to get corporate support in the 80s and 90s, certainly than it is now. So I think that there were a lot of grateful employers who had hired, you know, Seton Hall grads and say all the accounting firms and some of the pharmaceutical companies, those, those companies that did a lot of hiring at Seton Hall were very willing to engage and support the event. So you know, I, I kind of remember more that 
very much like the reflection of we were the the fact that we were bringing many different schools together in terms of the different schools. We also were bringing alumni. We were bringing corporate leaders. We were bringing friends of the university. Um, so I, I kind of remember the better part of it. I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of blood <laughs> and tears. I think the hardest thing was making sure we had all the details perfectly for the evening. One of the things that was important, we wanted to stay on campus. So we were creating a whole beautiful dinner. And, you know, the earliest years, we didn't have the recreation center. We didn't have Bethany Holly. We didn't have the beautiful facilities that the dinner can now be held in. We were kind of limited and had to completely transform the student center. Oh, so you were using the main lounge in the university? We were using the main main lounge. Yes. And then we moved to, uh, then we moved to the uh, recreation center. Wow. Yeah, but it, you so know, that transformation years, must have harder. been. Yeah, that transformation must have been a lot of work. Right, and you know, we always had the we had like wonderful support. Al Frangillo and and his team took amazing care of us in terms of food and beverage and all of that. But I think the hardest thing was probably transforming the room. So to create that wow factor when people walked in, you just wanted them to be amazed and not right. recognize it. Right. 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 Now, in your opinion, as an alum and as someone who who works in the field or has worked in the field of alumni relations and and fundraising in general, what is the importance of alumni support to an institution like Seton Hall? Why why does it matter that they come to a many R one? Why does it matter that our alumni who are listening, you know, support the legacy scholarship fund or any of the funds? I think there are, um, you know, there's practical reasons and then there certainly are the belief that, you know, to those of us, you know, where, where we've received much, much is expected of us and we, we certainly should give back more. But I think people are also practical, you know, I think we all have a great sense of pride when we look at something like U.S. News and World Report and we see that Seton Hall's ranking, you know, you go all the way over the page and I think it's about the 10th category or something that talks about alumni participation. That really is a judgment that people used. Did they have, you know, did the individual attending the university have a strong enough experience? Did they feel as if they are able to contribute more to society, be a better leader, be a better employee as a result of that education. And if they give back, you know, that means something to the rating agencies. It means something to prospective students and parents. So, you know, I I think there's lots of reasons people give back. I, you know, I would always say part of it is the friendships. I would never be the person I am today if I wasn't supported by the the men and women that I went to Seton Hall with, you know, right. my my husband, my my sister-in-law is my is a was my dear friend and and she and my other friend, I wouldn't have my husband today if it wasn't for, you know, <laughs> Kathy Daniels and and Tracy introducing me and, you know, making that's such an exciting part of my life. But then the fact that, you know, Seton Hall wasn't in my employer and really communications was my background and I love doing all the alumni relations work. 
And it was, you know, one day in a staff meeting, the vice chancellor said, oh, I think you're going to, you know, lead the regional campaign. They all know you from class reunions and special events. I never dreamed in my entire life that I would ever be a fundraiser. You know, asking someone for their philanthropic support was something that was not at all attractive to me. But then when you <laughs> able, you know, you, you suddenly change your, your position. And you, when you see success, you realize that people really are willing to give back because they had such a phenomenal experience at Seton Hall. And you begin to see that you can make a difference and you're building a new library and you're, you know, doubling and tripling endowment funds. And you're just able to help people feel great about giving their money away. And I think you have to, you know, as long as Seton Hall delivers on what it promises, people will give and continue to give and will give more. You know, the, the best donor is your previous donor because they've seen that you've been a great steward of the gift that they shared. Right, right. So how, how did that regional campaign go? Excellent. Excellent. We, you know, I think we created regions all over the country. There's still a lot of them in existence. And it was a way for people to, um, you know, we had great, I think, Dr. Patillo and Monsignor Liddy. And in those early days, um, then Father Peterson, you know, we were able to bring the president all over the country to different alumni groups. And they really appreciated that the president took the time to meet with donors at all levels. And I think, again, Seton Hall always recognized that, you know, people gave it their capacity and that was what was appreciated. You know, participation was always emphasized. And the fact that we had presidents that understood that and, and made them feel important and listened to them. You know, we did those visits all over the country where we would present the um, concepts for the campaign. And we would ask people to give us their their feedback and really create a feasibility study that reflected what alumni wanted and believed Seton Hall could accomplish. So they, they contributed, they gave, they made commitments and they fulfilled those commitments. I love that. So now you you worked at Seton Hall, you set the foundation for what ends up becoming some very staple alumni engagement events and opportunities. And then you transition on. Yes. And talk to me a little bit about what that transition was like and wh- where did your career go after that? Well, I, you know, after 10 years at Seton Hall and doing alumni and fundraising, it was what I knew best. And, you know, sometimes you have to go someplace else and you're able to bring all of that experience. And I did that. I then went to Rampo College of New Jersey and spent the next 26 years there doing several campaigns and, you know, getting a Kresge Challenge Grant and and just uh, a lot was for capital construction and as well a lot for endowment. So, I was able to take all that I experienced at Seton Hall and then really bring it to the next level for a different type of of college and one that didn't have the strong, incredible history that Seton Hall had. So it was very fulfilling to be able to really go from a larger institution to a smaller college, but be more impactful and really make a difference there. So I'm, I'm grateful again that you know, Seton Hall gave me those opportunities that I could take to Ramapo. And then in 2020, 
I was able, um, I decided it was time to maybe take a look at philanthropy outside of higher education. And I had the great opportunity to move to Holy Name Hospital. And I had always, you know, watched Holy Name being here in Bergen County, being the only Catholic independent hospital in the state. And it was always an attractive place for me to think about going to. So when the pandemic hit, I decided if I was ever going to make a change, you know, now was the time to go into healthcare. So again, it's Mm -hmm. very, very similar to higher education fundraising in that, you know, there are students, there are patients, there are professors, there are physicians. So, you know, um, grateful patients, same as alumni. So it really is an awesome time. And again, I, I think that so much started at Seton Hall that has carried me through my entire, you know, my personal life, my, my friendships and my professional life. Now, if, if you could think back at yes. your student self yes. and as you're working at the Setonian and you're gaining all of these, you know, experiences here and there and these, these pieces of information that you're going to use later in your life, could you have imagined the road that you've taken? Could you have imagined the person that you were going to become? No, not at, not at all, but I think it does go back to something, you know, Seton Hall, um, the professors always made you believe you could do it all. And, you know, it, it didn't matter whether you were taking a full load of courses, squeezing a study abroad in, doing all these <laughs> right. different activities. I think they really taught us that we could do it all. You know, if you, you might have to stay up all night finishing some paper. Well, certainly we stayed up. I mean, oh my gosh, Wednesday night, we never, ever finish the newspaper until early Thursday morning. And, you know, literally in in those days, it was like cutting and pasting and and rolling out the the newspaper and then driving it up to the printing place. And, but there was such pride on Thursday when it came out and students were interested in it. And, you know, sometimes we did some crazy, fun, controversial stories. Other times it was just straightforward, you know, important news of what was going on. But I think it was those days that, um, kind of for me gave me the capacity to know that I could do whatever I wanted and that I could do it all. And I think that's so important. You know, you can you can be a great professional, you can be a really good mother, you can you can volunteer all the places you want to do it. Um, I think it's I think the leadership came from those early days and just has stayed with me. I love that. Is there anything that you would like to share with future alumni, current alumni, based on your experience, based on your perspective, that you just really feel all Setonians should know or embody, or um, you'd like to just share your insights? You know, the one thing that I think is so important is just to make the very, very most of that experience and to really push yourself and come out of your comfort zone and and, and find activities and, and meet more people. And, you know, when someone offers you and says, you know, go to a career night, take advantage of those network opportunities, especially today with social media and LinkedIn and whatnot. It's so much easier 
to get involved in in networking early on. But you know, give give of yourself. If if it's a matter of you know, if somebody's thinking, do I really have time to to do this? I would say absolutely find the time to do it because there'll be so many good things that come out of that. Whether it's friendships, whether it's experience, whether it's knowledge that you're going to take on with you to the next opportunity. Um, I just think that those four years are so important and they go so darn quickly. They're they're gone. So, you know, it's a matter of really taking advantage and, and being open and experiencing it all. You know, that would be my thing, you know, just use every minute wisely and, and, and just do it, you know, get involved and, and know the university, all aspects of it. it. It's just, it's important and it goes so quickly. Absolutely. Kathleen, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Pirate's Eye podcast. It has been a pleasure hearing about the creation of Many Are One, something that I also worked on. So it's especially interesting to me and special to to hear from you and to do this episode with you. Oh, thank you so much. It's 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 just so fun to realize and very gratifying and rewarding to know that it's still an important element of Seton Hall's alumni engagement and fundraising activities. That really feels terrific to know. Absolutely. Kathleen is one of more than 100,000 alumni who demonstrate what great minds can do with a Seton Hall education. Remember to stay up to date with all of Seton Hall's alumni engagement opportunities and to view recordings of past virtual events that you may have missed, visit www.shu.edu slash hall hub. Share the news of this podcast with your friends. Be sure to follow us on social media at Seton Hall alumni. And of course, if you know of a pirate we should have our eye on, do not hesitate to email us at alumni at shu.edu. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Seton Hall Pirate's Eye podcast.